so as soon as you get through the intro mm. then I'll, I'll press start and then that gives us 35 minutes of, of banter you're trying to eke out every second on this timer this time just to, just yeah. admit that it's going to run long <laughs> it's not it's not okay three two one go Full of gunk. <laughs> Just had to do a big swallow of tea there. <laughs> Throat full of gunk. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Um, and if you do that on iTunes, it's super easy to set up uh, so that you basically get all the new eps- episodes, apps, all the new apps to download to your device without any hassle at all. And it's so easy to do that the time I've taken to talk about it probably you could have done it already um but the extra thing you could do is go and leave a five-star review um for our five-star performances because um, we keep putting out five-star performances every week um for you our wonderful listeners i'm ian he's ollie hi we're both guys we're talking about cars and films it's guys on film podcast let's step this up a gear i wish you would mate <laughs> And people can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash guys on film to give us a like as well. So if you like this episode, tell everyone about what your favourite car is. And yeah. join in the conversation. Yeah. Um, of I which like, there are many. T- why not take a pit stop and go like our page? You know. Uh, what's on today's show, Ollie? Well, I've only gone and got us an interview. What, what, what's on? Uh, so yeah, basically I've got a, a, a lovely interview with a... A chap called Watson Wu, who is a sound recordist extraordinaire, and he's he's recorded sounds for uh, films like Seventy One and also Baby Driver. Um, so we have a, a good chat about that, and it's something that we're we're looking at doing, you know, maybe once a month to get someone who's deep behind. Well, I wouldn't say enemy lines because you know they're not the enemy, but deep behind enemy lines. Yeah, so they're they're just you know they're neck deep in the industry um, there, there are some more of the sort of under the line people in the films yeah industry. of which if they didn't have that magic touch then you know these films just would be absolute crap um, so yeah so he's he's a sound recordist and we're looking to obviously get some more interviews for you to have a listen to you know hopefully about one a, one a month mm-hmm. you know uh, we're not going to do it all the time, but it's a special treat. So this is a nice little treat. So Today this... is treat day. That's right. Today is treat day. Uh, so we're going to play that interview any second now. Just prepare for it. Prepare for the interview. Then That, after that... that suggests that it's going to happen within a minute. Okay. Well, it might do. <laughs> then... <laughs> then after that, we're going to have a very, very quick live score. Um, time pressure demands that we do. <laughs> Um, and then Ian what's our deep dive Um, our deep drive should I say yeah it's my pre-written joke (laughs) the deep drive today is on top movie cars vehicles vehicles of stage and screen but vehicles or cars which one is it Uh, cars 
Okay. And, it, and, it, and it's not it's not stage either. It's just. Been, um, <laughs> although I do, I do have a fact about a car that has also appeared on stage. So you know. Speed um, the musical. Can I just ask a question at this point before we go to uh, the interview? You can ask a lot of questions. Uh, have the listeners left a five-star review yet? I'd love to know. Uh, it couldn't be simpler, so just go and do it as you listen. We'll wait. Okay. Um, uh, no, we won't wait. We'll move on to Seggy 1. Which is what's and Woo, so jingle. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Hello. Hello. How you doing, man? You all right? Doing very well, and you? Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Yeah, it's uh, a bit dark outside now. Oh yeah, same here. It, it's pouring rain. Oh no! That's so great. did you see? Yeah. Did you see the eclipse? Was I, it? Was it where you? I was out there recording, hoping to catch a different kind of sound, but I ah, I, right, I okay. only saw, I guess, a darker sun. You know, not not really like that. You see one in pictures. Yeah. So were you were great. you kind of hoping to get like a, a sort of stillness, I suppose, almost. Yeah, I, at one moment I heard no insects. Wow. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Because I, I was expecting more animals coming out. That's what I expected. But, but, but yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah. But may, maybe it just it, it confuses them so much that they don't know whether they've got to go to sleep, wake up, or what. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You would think uh, they would make more noise because it gets darker. Yeah. You know, insects, uh, the night ambience. But yeah. Um, it was so hot. I had my my silly large hat <laughs> to, to cover <laughs> yeah. my to cover my, been, my frail I've, head. I've been following the Instagram post. Yeah, I I see that you you're off and out just as well, just like for personal reasons as well. Out there with you, you know, if you're a, a professional photographer, you'd be always taking your camera out with you as well. Exactly. Yeah, you can, you got to do what what you love. You know? Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, no, that's that's kind of an interesting point to get into. So I will have introduced you already but um just in case i don't or if i forget that so you're uh watson Wu. i obviously know you because uh i also work in the uh sound field uh uh-huh. but more in in video games and now actually now it's it's mainly dialogue uh the recording of speech writing scripts uh-huh. and uh things like that also for video games as well so we both share that in common so at what point did you know you just knew it was sound that you were most interested in as a career uh, as a child you know all the movies yeah. we watch um watching transformers of uh cartoons when we were kids right we, okay we love them and the film as well yeah, the film yeah yeah, yeah. so uh they're, they're music to my ears yeah and so i remember at at uh, 12 years old or 11 wow. a teacher came in the classroom and said who would like to join chorus the school chorus yeah, and all those macho guys said, "I'm not doing that. That's all girls." <laughs> and yeah. then, and then, um, all these beautiful girls raise their hands and join. They're like, "Oh, okay, I'll, I'll join too." And so, right, we we join, and and you know, we we got field trips and we got to get out of the classes, so we join. But I I, I love yeah. it. I I really enjoy. It. I learned how to read music, and um, yeah. So I I took in that as an elective again. And so thinking that's an easy A and more field trips. You know, and and at, at the yeah. end of the eighth grade, I received the most improved award. So wow. This is great. Okay. I, I really like this. And so I got serious with it. 
And by that time, my voice went from tenor down to a baritone. So I had to be pulled away right, to okay. learn how to read the bass clef. And so wow. uh, I did a lot of music, uh, did piano, uh, did writing. So that, that, that's what I did. I pursued as a career uh, for university to, to study music education. You know, I wanted to be a professor uh, at first. Yeah. But um, you know, doing more recordings, more, more music writing, uh, led me to this path. Because yeah, it is often as well. Uh, a lot of the people that I work with, it does seem to be music that leads you into most areas of sound design or, or working with sound. Uh, for me personally, it was it was purely sound. I remember playing a, a game called Silent Hill Two. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that was the first time for me that audio as an experience in, you know, really took me to a different place. You know, it, it was scary. The, the atmosphere was dense. You know, the visuals obviously brilliant. It's a brilliant game. Um, when I heard that, you know, what they were doing with the soundscapes, all the recording, all the foley and all the ways that they play tricks with your mind just through the audio, it made me really want to work with sound. And, uh, and that's, yeah, that's definitely, so for me it was, I've never got into the musical side of things. So it's interesting that you've also had that musical background as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've always uh, was interested in recording and, and listening to certain bands. How did they make that sound? You know, I was, yeah, I was more interested in, you know, Depeche Mode. It's like, how do they do that? You right. Know, okay. St. Clavier. Yeah. You know, they would sample this and make it into a different sound. That, that was, that was great. You know, that, that's what I want to do to make yeah. my own sounds. So that, that actually and, came before music, you know. Yeah. Uh, with a more limited tool set as well. Exactly. With, yeah. With Depeche exactly. Mode, you know, very, very limited chopping tapes up or, yeah, using what they could, obviously pioneering what nowadays can be done in, a, in an app or a, you know, exactly. a, a simple program. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so just to, just to sort of go on the, on the recording and the media side of things. So you've obviously recorded for a lot of uh, games. Um, mm -hmm. most recently I've seen the much enviable task of you having to record roller coasters, um, yeah. which look like, just look like too much fun. I don't think anybody <laughs> should be allowed to have that much fun in their job at all. I don't think it's fair <laughs> when I'm sitting I'm at my sorry. desk, chopping speech. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. It looked like a lot of fun and it, it does sound great as well. Um, thank you. Thank you. So how does it differ? Like with, with film and game, do you, do you take a different approach I mean, do you have to take a different approach with with film as to recording with with game to what what the what the actual director or the production company uh, requires from you? I would say games is just a lot harder. You know, a lot of times I don't have a a, a take list. I don't have a cue cue sheet, so right. it's it's record as much as possible. You know, like yeah, like get every speed. We want everything. What do you mean everything? We want everything. Yeah. We want all the possible microphones. So, and that and yeah. I've done that. And so, yeah. Uh, and, and in film, it's very specific. You know, like like Baby Driver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right, we need this particular shot. So we would do it ten times in a row, ten good takes, really, and then move yeah. on to the next one. Baby Driver, were you? So you were you present on set for that? Because obviously, with a with a game. You can't be on set unless you're obviously recording right. mocap because the set of a game is obviously a fictional world. Um, right. But with a, with a, a film, if it's a film like Baby Driver where you've got a car, your Subaru screeching down the street, 
or doing an amazing maneuver. There was some amazing, yeah, a double turn down a very small alleyway. Right. There's a truck reverse and he goes for a puddle. I, it, that was that was mind blowing how a stunt driver could actually pull that off because it was real. Oh, you know, it's a real amazing. Movie. Those those guys, you know, they they would practice, you know, before the filming. They would actually practice wow. that same maneuver again and again. And the the stunt driver assigned to me, you know, every time we got into a different car of all the different cars, yeah, he said, let me try a few turns before we do the stunt. And he did that just to get the feeling of that particular yeah. vehicle, you know, especially yeah, going sure. from a small car like a subaru to a truck that's much right. heavier yeah. and and more yeah. more 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 able to flip over <laughs> in case we do it wrong yeah well obviously uh the weight the weight balance is going to going to be completely off you exactly. know sharp turns are going to have a you know yeah massive result in weight difference on either side uh, so you're actually on the set for baby driver recording the, the actual maneuvers i was uh brought in when they finished filming you know, I was actually right, okay. thought of. It's almost like video games. I was thought of afterwards. <laughs> right, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Sam, yeah, what, what do yeah. we do? <laughs> you yeah. know, when when you're filming, you have you know, it's it's Atlanta, Georgia. It's very busy. You know, just think of trying yeah. to film in London. It's not going to work. Yeah, you know, it's a okay. lot of post work. So I was brought in yeah. afterwards. You know, um, so they they were they were trying to get the the sound mixer guy to do all the cars. He's like, mm -hmm. hey, I've never done this. So he yeah. asked him, and he found me actually, and um, through a friend, and I was available. Yeah. So I was flown in right when they finished and nice. uh, given all the cars to to record. Okay. Wow. Uh, I wish they did it before because the cars were yeah. beat up. Yeah. Well, they were beat yeah. up. Yeah. Were, I mean, was... Mercedes had a bent axle. How do you record a car <laughs> going high speed and with a bent axle? You know, so I, I wish yeah. they did that differently, but it is what it is. And so were you also recording all the every aspect of the the car as well? Because I've seen Baby Driver. I went I actually saw it on a on a preview uh, oh. a little bit before it came out. It was yeah, it was it was cool to see it a little bit before everyone else. Um, yeah, but you I saw did, it before I, I did. did. <laughs> I didn't know I, I at the time I didn't I didn't know that you'd done the done the the actual uh, vehicles the vehicle sounds one of the things I was really noticing was a lot of the uh, every time like the tires would screech it was like really loud it was like a really prominent uh, violent sound so did you have, actually have to uh, go and record separate sounds which aren't tied to the engines as well uh no no with, with a lack of time uh we yeah. you know i just you know it's mic placements so yeah i like to put as many mics as possible and yeah. i knew they they want a lot of tire sound so i i put mics closer there yeah. so that uh, yeah. we could capture those at the same time ideally I, I would love to have two weeks but, but yeah to, to capture everything well for, for what it's worth they they really stood out to me like there's just moments where they were just whizzing past the camera because obviously with the editing it's edited to the music as well there's a lot of that so how, how did you how did you feel about all that kind of stuff just to you've, you've seen the final film now and how do you feel about how it was edited with the sounds and you know with the music and it's a very yeah it's a very musical film right it's a very musical i think they did a great job you know i, I and I kind of feel bad for the yeah. sound uh, editors, you know, Julian. It, how do yeah. you edit that? I mean, that's that's so busy. Yeah. And he was telling me through. Yeah. Years, like, this is. is a busy film, you know. And he worked on Mad Max, but this was 
Wow. Okay. To get the the timing and syncopation to work uh, with sound design. One of the film that I wanted to talk to you about that I know you've worked on, and I watched this one on a plane going over to Florida. So oh, that's I went, right. I went to, yeah. So that that was the one time in my life that I gave my score the full ten out of ten. Uh, taking my kids <laughs> to taking my kids to Disney and Universal, going on all the rides. And you didn't far call too me. <laughs> well, I think I think we were we were like two theme parks a day. And if, if you're not got a, if you've not got a theme park planned for that day, the kids are the kids are whining. Um, yeah. They're they're miserable. Um, it was it was fantastic. We are actually planning on going back. So next time, um, yeah, definitely. But it was it was an absolutely amazing place. I ate far too much meat. <laughs> no, I did far too yeah. much meat. Um, but yeah. on the on the plane on the way over, I watched a film called Seventy One. Recorded a lot of weapons for that film. Yeah. A lot of gunfire. All the weapons. Yep. Again, even before I realized that you'd worked on it, I was blown away by the the use of the sound, how violent the weapons are. Because a lot of the time in films, weapons are quite stylized, quite stylish. You know, they kind of sometimes certain films might lack a little bit of that, the violence of a weapon, what, what kind of damage it could cause. Um, okay. And there was a moment in 71 where a, a gunshot goes off inside a building actually kind of inside and it was just amazing it's such a dark thriller that uh yeah. the sound editor really want to make that happen yeah. unfortunately you know it, when i record here in florida the the gun tails are very short you get a lot of right. great close and medium perspectives of the yeah. gunshots uh, as yeah. opposed to in nevada in a desert where i also yeah. record the the yeah. gun tails are like 14 seconds long it's like kaboom wow. it's like you're waiting you're waiting you're looking at your watch you know whereas yeah. here it's like <laughs> maybe three seconds so so yeah. it's good to to give them the mix of that uh the the, the yeah. raw sounds of this nice and tight in your face so that he could he could mix yeah. well uh with the plugins to make it sound just like it's going off indoors so you know i think it really did as well it was yeah it was really uh, yeah, it was just it. It really did sound like it was in the place that it was supposed to be, and that is that's the ultimate thing for a sound designer for a mixer is that the the thing that you're hearing sounds like it's in the place that it's supposed to be, even though often yeah. you haven't recorded it in that place. But it it really did. But one of the things that we've spoken about on the podcast before is films are alien. They'll use like a peacock and a baby elephant to make the alien sound, that classic alien uh -huh. kind of trumpet sound. Or in a film like um, Behind Enemy Lines, where the the, the missile is about to rip past the screen, that they might mix in like a, a jaguar sound, like a wildcat sound, into the the past. So it kind of adds that extra element. So what what are your sort of thoughts on that? And do you do you like those elements when they're added in, or do you prefer a more naturalistic sort of sound? I, I, I like a mix of both. Uh, sometimes I've, I've recorded. Uh... You know, for example, a gunfire. Um, you know, I found certain placements that gave me some distortion sounds, and and it was actually yeah. good sounding distortions. You know, normally sure. they're, they're horrible, and, and yeah. adding that and pitching it, you know, yeah. in various plugins, it it just made it sound unreal, in in, in a yeah. good way. So you you can do that. Oh. You know, and it's, I I I like both. I like both. So that be almost like kind of. 
you know, obviously capturing something with a high-end microphone with, you know, making sure you've got, you know, more than enough headroom to capture that really loud sound, because that must be a science all in itself, but then also capturing it with something not quite so up to the job that might fail, but that that actual, the sound of that failure might might have something that just you can mix into to make it sound bigger than it is. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've, there are very inexpensive microphones that capture great sounds, but the problem is those microphones don't last long. Yeah. Uh, I've had <laughs> no, no. microphones. No. I think I've had about a dozen microphones that died on me, you know, and they're wow. mainly the cheap ones, you know, cheap as in uh, less than 150 pounds, you know? Right. Um, okay. Um, whereas the other ones like Sennheiser road, they don't die ever. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. how humid it gets or cold. It just, just works. Uh, but even but if you fire in a 50 caliber, even 50 cool. caliber, even explosions, they, they just work, you know, I mean, just, obviously just you take... don't want to put a right next to an explosion, <laughs> no. but, no. but I do like to experiment and see how much I could push them. Have you ever, have you ever destroyed a microphone that you were in love with? Yeah, I have. I have. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was. I was not happy about. It, it was a. Uh, I think it was an AKG, uh, three thousand. I think. Uh, it just stopped working. You know what we did? We put yeah, it out I there. Know what that was. Yeah. yeah, it died. It just died. And so yeah. we, we during break, we put it out there, and did some target practice with it. And wow, my okay. assistant uh, blew it away. So this assistant got to keep it, you know, the, the mango microphone. I want to see if I get a picture of it and we could post a picture of Yeah, definitely. I don't think yeah. AKG would like that, but that's okay. It already died. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. Natural causes. Exactly. Um, so just just uh I guess for anybody listening that might be young enough or old enough or whatever to wanna to wanna change career or 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 get into uh, recording stuff, even for a hobby, um, because I think it's important that sometimes things start off as hobbies and they flourish into something that you're really passionate about. So, um, would you say it's an expensive hobby to get into? Like, what kind of stuff would you need to just just to start off? And you know, and yeah, have you got any sort of tips for people wanting to go down this interesting path that one day may put you on a roller coaster to record? Yeah, yeah. It is expensive, you know. But if you think about it, if you compare it to a painter, yeah. he has to buy a lot of supplies, uh, brushes, different paints, yeah. um, mm -hmm. and, and everything is perishable. They all break. Yeah. I would I would start off with a handheld recorder that has uh, microphone inputs. So some people will you know like the Sony's that that has nice built-in onboard yeah. microphones. Um, I don't like those as much so that, you know, if I had one recorder with me, I'd rather have my Tascam uh, DR100 Mark II that's always in my car. That right, way okay. I can always grab it. I can use the onboard mics or, yeah. you know, better yet, external microphones. So somebody asked me, well, what do you think of this versus that? Why do you use what you have? I said, well, yeah. if I buy, let's see, I'm going to use Sony again. If I buy a Sony... I'm always stuck with that Sony. But if I buy a Tascam or a Zoom with microphone yeah. inputs, I could use any kind of microphones I want. So you there were there there you have the possibilities of doing more than just limited to those uh, of a Sony, for example. So I, yeah. I do like that. And 
you could buy a handheld recorder for under uh, 150 pounds, you know, yeah, and uh, or $150, speaking of dollars. Okay. And yeah, but they're, they're near about the same now anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So, so, you know, you could do a lot with, with inexpensive uh, equipment. Yeah. You know, okay. Just, just the basic stuff. You could do voiceover, you could do full yeah. sounds, you could uh -huh. even record vehicles for with someone. Yeah. Oh, another reason why I like that one is that it's got this dual wheel for gain levels. So you could you could do an external wheel for a left channel and then a right wheel, a small wheel for the right channel. So you could do it independently. Where a lot of handhelds right, okay. can't do that. It's either louder or softer okay. for both microphones. So if I had two mono mics, okay. let's say I'm recording a car, I could do uh, left channel for, for the engine and right channel yeah. for the exhaust. I could control the gain. So yeah, that's, okay. that's another reason why I like that. So, yeah. And then you can move on to getting a inexpensive shotgun microphone for that tight isolation yeah. or a stereo yeah. microphone for ambience, things like that. Yeah. You know, when, when I did uh, Planet Coaster, they were really looking forward to the onboard sounds. So the sounds from the yeah. writer's perspective. You know, the conversation yeah. was, hey, I like your post about what you did for um, a racing game. How would you record yeah. a roller coaster? So, well, pretty much the same. I just really had to conceal better uh, yeah. the microphones because roller coasters go like this, <laughs> whereas yeah, the cars yeah, yeah. go straight and back. That's it. So, it's yeah, a yeah. little more complicated. Yeah. Then, then and of course, you had to be on all of the roller coasters as well. <laughs> you had to be on. Yeah. I, That's well, just part of the job. You could do wireless, but it's not going to sound <laughs> yes. as good. You know? and, and <laughs> no. I got to tell you, I was, yeah. I was, um, I was almost sick on the <laughs> big roller coaster because yeah. I haven't done that for a long time. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a uh, university student anymore. You know, that yeah. age, that, that age, you could do anything yeah. you want, you know, not yeah, get yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I took, um, you know, non drowsy or less drowsy Dramamine and I had to man yeah. up and get on a ride. You know, the yeah. engineer said, tell you what, my 12 year old, this is her favorite ride. I'm like, you're 12 year old girl. Surely I can do it. So I finally got on and, and did it, I think, 10 times. <laughs> oh, wow. and, uh, okay. and then when I got off, my legs were jello. I couldn't move. Um, my yeah. head was fine. I, I felt a good rush yeah. that I, I accomplished that, um, that ride. Um, yeah. But, you, you, um, you completed it many times. Yeah. And then now I know uh, what more you can do with certain equipment, you know, next time. Hopefully yeah. there's a next time, you know. Planet Coaster yeah. 2.0, we could do we do a lot more. Yeah. So or baby drivers. Yeah, baby drivers. Yeah, baby baby yeah. drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it's um, child driver. Maybe they're just going to go up through the That's ages. Exactly. So and and I guess just going out and recording absolutely everything you can, like you say, from speech to insects and you know cars. Exactly. Even speech, you you'll learn. You know, obviously, you know. It's at uh, certain placements, you know, if I'm going to speak in the side of the microphone or directly to yeah. it for a different kind of mood, you know, I've yeah. recorded uh, plenty of dialogue as well. And yeah. uh, certain microphones I love for, uh, for, for bass baritone males indoors and certain yeah. ones better for females indoors. So we, yeah. each of us have our own preference. We always ask people this. So uh, what was the last film you've seen? Last and film? it doesn't have to be cool. The Jack Reacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah. How was that? It was good. I liked it. It was um, more realism, 
edgy, yeah. and uh, I liked it. Yeah, a lot. that's cool. And uh, what's your what's your favorite film of all time? Of all times, wow! Time. The big question. Okay, well, back in the nineteen eighties, Back to the Future. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and yeah, and do I'd... you place one one and two on the same level, or is one slightly higher than the other? I, you, you can't be one, you know. And I actually like one and three, you know, for for DeLorean to go back in the eighteen hundreds. That was comical, but they they did a good job. Yeah, you know the yeah the, those two uh, Michael G. Fox and the Doc, they were just fantastic yeah. for that film. And I don't I don't think they could ever reboot that film ever again. They they try to, but I don't think you can find anyone yeah. fit those two roles. No. I also no. like uh, 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 Shawshank Redemption. And what do you reckon to the Green Mile? Do you like that one as well? Similar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. It got it got weird towards the end. It did. Um, I've got I've got yeah. to admit that film really got to me. And when I saw it at the cinema, I left the cinema, and I was so choked up by it. I you know I was holding back the tears so much that. I couldn't speak to anybody for about an hour afterwards because if I'd have oh, said yeah. a single word, I'd have just broken down. Yeah, I, I felt I bad it was very for him, emotional. Uh, take, taking the fall of he didn't do yeah. anything. He was helping. No, exactly. And and same thing with uh, you know what choked me up is Castaway. I love that. Well, now was that um, when he gets back? Yeah, you no, know, he he's in there, and we all we all take for granted. I could just flip a switch, and I have power. I have, I could power my recorder. I could turn on a light. Yeah. I could turn on the faucet and get water. Um, and he's turning the light on and off. He's like, "Wow, yeah. am I dreaming this?" And that, yeah. that was that was a very um, emotional film. You know, not a lot of dialogue, in it, but for me, it, it was it was very emotional to be alone on an island for years and years, and come back and you find your girlfriend that you want to marry. Yeah, it's gone. On. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at the end, you did. I guess pursue that girl at the crossroad. Crossroad. So that was yeah, that was a exactly. good part of the film. But I, I love the sound yeah. in that movie. You know, the, the waves and the, it's just a such a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's a credit to Tom Hanks because I don't think many people could play that role yeah. as well as he did. Yeah, he he just goes through the whole range of emotions, just like he does in you know Captain Phillips as well. You know, captain of the ship to being back in the medical bay, having a very realistic breakdown you know there's not many yeah. people that can sell you want to watch on a on an island for two hours yeah i mean did you see the making of castaway no i didn't oh you should you should uh, google that it, it 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 shows you him leaning over the the cliffs so he was pretending looking down a cliff and they talked about he's so good at pretending and he's looking down at the cliffs <laughs> yeah. from the high mountain and, and and all the different things he had to do to lose weight to lose uh, yeah. that much weight, you know, for that yeah. second half of the movie. That, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 Dedication. Absolutely. And yeah. grow a huge beard and grow exactly. his hair out. Exactly. When you go to the cinema, just a quick question. You can just yes or no this one. But uh, are you a popcorn man? Yes. What What will you go for? Sweet, salted, bit of both? Um, I like salty. And I got to have hot dogs. That's, that's a okay. favorite in 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 the movie theaters i gotta get hot dogs yeah more than one you say i mean that's hot dogs plural that's right plural hot dogs okay. two or three i'm a big eater yeah okay well i've, I've actually seen some of you. you you could be a chef i'm sure if you if, <laughs> if the if, if the sound recording doesn't work out for you it looks like you can <laughs> you can cook up a, a fairly decent stew oh i i i, I 
So you got to eat. I love it. It looks it looks mm. like you take a lot of pleasure out of it, which is good to see. On the podcast, we often like just give ourselves a quick rating of our life out of 10. So from a zero to a 10, zero just being the worst day. You've just lost your best microphone. Oh, 10 out of 10. It's fantastic. Everything's great. So what, where would you say you are at the moment? I'm at 10. I'm at 10. Wow. I'm, I'm very okay. blessed with um, uh, the great people I come across, you know, like you and other sound designers and um, sound people. Uh, they, you know, we, we, we do interesting things. You know, we were more aware yeah, of, of what's around us. I'm sure I drive people yeah. crazy. Did you hear that sound? <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, hey, that's not a rifle. That's a gunshot. You know, that's a handgun. Oh, yeah. you know, that things do that and I have to turn off. Um, yeah. So I've got one final question for you, then we can wrap it up. You're being chased by baby driver in his Subaru. He's after oh. you. I don't know why. Hellbent to get you. So what car are you getting in to ensure that you get away? Oh, oh, oh. So, I mean, you know, he's chosen right. well. I, I would be in a Red Bull Honda Civic rally car. Wow, good choice. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's a okay. hint for next month. All right, something's going on. All right. That's cool. I can't say nice. too much, but. Okay, you know, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what about a Tesla? Would you, would you, if you saw a Tesla, would you maybe... I mean, they've got they've got some pretty harsh uh, acceleration that's going to floor most. You know, being a sound guy, I would not get a Tesla. Yeah, you know, I, I recorded one. And <laughs> yeah, I didn't right. like it. You know, even though I was pinned to the seat, I, you know, it, it yeah. sounded like a golf cart on steroids. You know, everything is coming from the <laughs> rear between the axles. Yeah, got this electronic yeah. servo, and so I knew it was not going to sound good. You know, and yeah. You know, I'm, I'm more into the sports car or the muscle yeah. car, uh, things like that. But um, for a getaway, I still want a rally car because, you know, baby drivers coming after you with a Subaru, you better have something better. Yeah, <laughs> That's cool. Well, thank you for <laughs> It's been an amazing interview, actually. It's been really interesting, really enlightening. Um, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed it, too. Um, I have, I have, and yeah. Yeah. always good chatting and I'll, with you. I'll, I'll let you know when when you can when you can hear it. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Holly. Take care. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine, thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. Live score jingle has just played, so that can only mean one thing. I press the, the timer. So 15 minutes has passed for listeners. Um, so in their real life, 15 minutes have passed. But on Sunday, um, where we're talking to each other on a Sunday night, no time has passed. Um, yeah. And we're still just recording this. We're trapped in a moment in time. It's probably more like 30 minutes for the listener. So, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I knew that because we're... We no, I didn't, I, I didn't know that. We, only moments have passed for us. But that does mean that people have had 30 minutes to go and uh, give us a five-star review. So if they'd like to do that, go and do it. Uh, I'm surprised if you haven't spent some of your last 30 minutes thinking about giving us a five-star review based on yeah. that banging interview. <laughs> Absolute banger. So how's your life? Uh, is it me first? Yeah. Okay, my life's good. Um the last couple of weeks I've been sort of maybe seeing a few less films than normal. I saw Terminator 2. We will talk about the details of seeing that in 3D next week. Yeah. Um, and 
you might have kind of touched upon this already, but the thing is, with so little time this episode, we're not going to go deep on our thoughts on films right now. So next week we're going to do sort of a housekeeping that will be... Housekeeping? Uh, housekeeping. Catching everyone up on the various different films that we've seen, reviews on them and so on. Uh, so yeah. mainly my life score is good because I went home to Scotland and had a few days off work, which is good. Yeah. Um, I Did you see Sean? I didn't see Sean because he's not been back in Scotland for a long time. Okay. Until it becomes independent, he'll never go back. Okay. I think that is actually his thing. Right. So, no, okay. I didn't. Um, but I did uh, climb half of Ben Nevis due to time constraints, only half. Which half? <laughs> uh, I exclusively do the top half of Ben Nevis. <laughs> Uh, at, high, at high cost to the taxpayer, <laughs> you get you get helicoptered into the halfway point. Yeah, at high cost to the taxpayer and environment. Um, but yeah, did that. It was nice. Um, the other day, uh, a homeless man called me Ed Hardy, the actor. Okay. <laughs> which I thought was quite good. I don't know if he meant Ed Harris, Tom Hardy, or I looked up on IMDb and it turns out that there's a guy who got special thanks on a movie from 2007. So. Okay. Who knows? Um, but overall, things are good. Uh, I did a film course yesterday, which was uh, good. Wow, so you're all set then. Yeah, I basically should have made one by now. Um, <laughs> He's got the tools. But does he have the wherewithal? Uh, yeah, so that, <laughs> that was good. And there was some networking afterwards and met some cool people. So I want to say I'm an eight and a half. Nice. Okay. I'm quite warm right now, though. Okay. Sorry. I don't know how that affects me, but... Uh, how's how's your life? Hey, I'm good. I also have... I've, I've seen loads of films recently, but again, we're going to talk about them next week. Uh, yeah, we've got Detroit to have a little bit of a, a delve into. We've got T2 3D. Deep delve. I, I saw uh, Blackwater Horizon, or Deepwater Horizon, should I say, yeah. uh, as it's officially known. Uh, I, watched, I watched that. That was pretty, pretty. Uh, pretty, pretty. Well, pretty my, opinion, my opinion on it. Um, maybe you should watch it. Deepwater Horizon. Deepwater Horizon with. What's the first Mark. half? What's the first half? Fell asleep. Uh, watch the well. Do what you did with Ben Nevis and, and <laughs> go in at the halfway point and then watch to the end. Uh, okay. And then and then we'll have a have a discussion about it next week. Uh, so. It's all good. I've been smashing up concrete in the garden. That's been that's been harrowing. Um, Tom Hardy hasn't been here here to help me with it, which has been disappointing. Seeing as I did specifically ask that he would come and help. Um, what about Ed Hardy? Could he help? <laughs> uh, no. No, I can't uh, be asked. No. He's been unheard of since about two thousand and seven when he did one one good thing, but not enough to get a credit. A full credit. So yeah, uh, Wolf ran yesterday, which was which was fun. Got muddy, etc. Um, Wolf ran. It's, it's all fine. It's all good. Probably about an eight. It's fine. Okay, so I'm point five better than you. But we're gonna have a, a big delve into some films in our live scores slash Seki one next week. So we we're kind of cutting this all short so we can have a a good old four X deep drive. And I suppose the four X could stand for four wheels. Four wheel do. drive. 
all-wheel drive. We'll just have to see if all the cars in the deep drive actually have four wheels. Am I right? Yeah. Um, okay. Just one thing, I should name drop probably that the um, uh, one-day film course that I did is Saturday Film School by Rain Dance, which uh, is a small sort of thing. Like, I mean, it's a lot bigger than us, and it's been going on for 25 years, but I think saying the name of the thing is useful. Okay. It, it was very good, and the people that spoke on the day were um, all excellent, and um, I think it's just generally a good thing. It's kind of helping people get to grips with how to make films. So Maybe you could just, get them on for an interview, it. Ian. Yeah, absolutely. Wink. Hey. Hey. Okay. Uh, deep right? Drive? Deep Drive. Did they really swallow an encyclopedia all that data? This really is a deep dive. I hope that information wasn't false. And that's a jingle. Okay. Uh, so we're we're revving the engine hard. We're pinning it to the floor. Are we in the submersible? Somebody outside um, my window is just shouting. I think. Well, Sorry. You know, if you that's... would if you would live in a rough area, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, sitting here in the farty submersible, you never know what type of people you're going to get outside the window. <laughs> exactly. Let me in. So predominantly. Uh, anyway. Fish. So we're not so in the forest submersible, we're in some sort of four-wheel device, are we? That's device. right, speeding away as fast as we can. Okay, so... We've got to stay above 60 miles per hour, or even kilometres per hour. Okay, well, I'm just... So this is a list of great cars, right? Yeah. So shall I just start off on my list? Because I've written the list. So for the, for the listener, Ollie came up with the idea. He wanted to go through a top five of cars. We're not going to go through a top ten. Now, are you going to go from? I mean, I dare to it's say just a, it's just a I dare to say best or worst. They're just movie cars, right? Just straws pulled at random, basically. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a list here. Car number one, Lightning McQueen from Cars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the talking car. Yeah, well, they're all talking cars. Oh yeah. And what what's so special about Lightning McQueen? I thought, you'd be, I thought you'd be prepared for this. Well, he says wow a lot. He goes wow, wow. So it's Owen Wilson. Wow. Yeah, like that. Um, and uh, John Lasseter describes him as a hybrid between a stock car and a more curvaceous Le Mans endurance racer. See, he's you know. like Daytona. He's a wee bit like a sort of fat stock car then. <laughs> Yeah, so he's not he's not actually a specific type of car. No, and it's interesting because all the other cars I've got on my list are, are specific cars, uh, yeah. like Doc Hudson, uh, who's played by Paul Newman. Um, he's a Hudson Hornet in cars. Right. He's car number two. And what sort of car is that? What do you mean? I just said it's a Hudson Hornet. It's, um, you know. Yeah. It's it's like an old style, like you know, Road to Perdition that um, yeah. Paul Newman's in. It's just like right. one of those sort of cars, oh, but okay. but yeah. in a sort of three uh, D style, right? Um, with with those kind of eyes, where the I mean, so here's an interesting thing: what is inside the car? Yeah, I know, and also like I think, do they not have cars in the audience in cars? Like cars yeah. are in the stadium. Oh, yeah, weird. I mean, is is there, is it full of, like digestive organs and you, know, you open it and it's just <laughs> guts. No, they they eat like engine oil or something like that. I think. Right. I don't know. Okay. Okay. okay uh, car number three, 
Sally Carrera. Explain. Well, she's in Cars as well. Oh my god. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, a fictional character from Pixar uh, animated film Cars. Right. Um, god. So, no, okay, I'm joking, right? So that's the Cars joke over. Here's the okay. real list. Okay. Number one. Number one. Well, can um, I can I just before you before you go, I asked the kids uh, yeah. what their favourite uh, film car was, like a, a famous film car, and Rosie said, "Dunno Lamborghini or something." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, like an actual car, like a famous one." And Eric said, "Like a monster truck." So <laughs> it's fine. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that is like Lamborghini or something. <laughs> <laughs> is that on your list? Is Lamborghini or something on your list? Uh, you'll just have to wait and see, I think. Okay. Okay, right. num- number one. The 84 Sheepdog from Dumb and Dumber. Yes, well, I've got that. So that's Mutz Kurtz. Mutz Kurtz, Ford Econoline. The 1978 Ford. Oh, it says 84 here. Hmm. Let's go 78. You can actually buy it. So, seven, 78 was the year that that started to be made. Right. That particular okay. line. Yeah. But that went on until 1991. And this apparently okay. is in 1984. But you can't tell because it's customised. Well, you can, you can actually buy this uh, movie prop. Can you? Yeah. And it, it says that it's looking a bit dog-eared, which is a good description. Did you write um, the description? I didn't write the description. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that that's... Uh, that's a car that gives you a laugh. Lol car. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, yeah, good choice. Okay, so uh, is there anything in particular other than the fact that it's available to be purchased that you know about it? It's, well, I just think it's it? I just think it's a funny a funny van, you know. You put a you put a, a dog costume on a car, you send it over a hill, it does a jump, the the ears lift off either side. <laughs> That's a good gag. It is a good gag. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's got four wheels. I wish I wish it was more. It reminds me a lot of um, Delboy and Rodney's uh, Reliant Robin. Robin Reliant. So what you're saying is you'd prefer it to have the three wheels. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would just add that little bit more to the humour. But uh, it's quite a big van sort of thing. A lot of people yeah. have done it as a Halloween costume by the looks of it. Ah, and yeah. when I say costume, I mean like that's how they turn up to a Halloween party. Yeah. And they get out probably dressed as uh, dumb and dumber. And then they realise they've absolutely wrecked their car. <laughs> yeah. It's overheated. No, no, it's on fire. No, November 1st be like, oh no, man. <laughs> oh no. I'm going to uh, peel it all off. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, next. Herbie. The Volkswagen Beetle Herbie. I was never too bothered about Herbie. I don't think anyone was. Was, was he sentient? Well, Herbie the Love Bug is a sentient anthropomorphic 1963 Volkswagen Beetle, a character that is featured in several Walt Disney motion pictures. I mean, people can go on Wikipedia themselves, but I've got it in yeah. front of me here. Uh, he, ha- he has a mind of his own and is capable and of driving himself. this is a film starring himself. Lindsay Lohan, am I right? Well, no. It was originally in the film The Love Bug, which I think is 1968. Yeah, that's true. So, so before, I think... I think the Lindsay Lohan one was the the reboot sort of thing. Why why is it I mean, why is it called uh the Love Bug? Is it is it is it kind of like a car version of Tinder? Um I don't really know. Well I'm it's just a- I'm just having a look at the parents guide here to see if it's 
if it's suitable and it says Jim and Carol kiss and then it says it's innocent I think it's all innocent I think it was sort of like you know peace and love it's 1968 Herbie smashes up looking at the poster the the words love bug are written in that sort of curvaceous uh, 60s style font and they, they make the outline of the car and the O and the uh look like wheels so Okay, I've got a couple of good ones here off the off the parents guide. So, Herbie smashes up a new Lamborghini out of jealousy. So there's one. Um, Thorndike and Tennessee get plastered off Irish coffee, which Thorndike pours down Herbie's gas tank, causing him to malfunction or become a car version of drunk. (laughs) I'm a. (laughs) When when was the last time you were a car version of drunk? So, throughout most of the franchise, uh, yeah. So, sorry. This is this is the main weirdness for me, right? The car is capable (laughs) of Ian's main weirdness. (laughs) Um, The main thing for me is that it's capable of driving itself. So, why then do humans ever bother driving? If you know the answer to that, please. I don't know, maybe keep it to yourself. If you know the answer to that, please review the podcast and give us a five-star review. Um, <laughs> so, but then the other thing is, like, it's a Volkswagen Beetle, right? But yeah. it's also a serious contender in auto racing competitions, which I never yeah. really understood as well. Okay. How did it anyway. become sentient? All these questions need answers. I'm sure that somebody who leaves us a five-star review will be in with a chance of telling us. Okay, next... Uh, I'm trying to keep all the ones that people probably think, oh yeah, these are the best cars till till as late as possible. I'm trying to okay. uh, try to hold that all the stuff Herbie, back. All the Herbie fans are just leaving now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, your your time has come and gone. Uh, just write as an email on the website and um, or just guys on film podcast at gmail dot com and let us know what you know about Herbie. Um. I'm trying my best to get all the shit in today, Ollie. Right, all the, hurry all the, all the, all, the all the do the podcast things. Like su- right. subscribe. Are you subscribed yet? You've done it so much. I know. It's just to drill at home. It's seventy percent of the podcast. Deep, deep drill. Okay, the minis from the Italian job. I knew. I, I mean, I, I knew that they'd be, they'd be making an appearance. Okay. What else did you know? Uh, I don't know. I just. Well, I, I did actually just started to type minis in google i hadn't fully erased herbie i'd only erased it up to the up to the r her so mini. i actually typed her minis so which is a bit like hermione harry harry potter yeah, yeah. um or I, herpes. I mean, yeah they're fine i mean it, it's good practical stunt driving that's what i would say <laughs> okay so it's good practical stunt driving i know from experience um okay, i mean that is cool. that is true it's you know it is it's the era of good stunt driving that's one thing i did i did enjoy about baby could you driver say, could you say good like that again good it's yeah. just that you know there's no wires there's no <laughs> tricks it's real stunt drivers doing real maneuvers there's no cg it's it's happening you know it's they good. couldn't it's they didn't have cg there. then ian they didn't have cg right no one's arguing about that have you ever been in a mini I have, yeah. A lad used to drive me to work in a Mini. Uh, it's very low to the ground, very very nippy, very fast. Qu- 
quite scary. So you get the sense of speed, although I, I don't think they were actually like really lethally quick. Even the Coopers, I think, like it is. It's just because there's so little of them. I mean, I think they are quite lethal because the engine is an inch in front of you, and uh, you know it's quite heavy. Okay. Bad, bad choice of words from my part. Yeah. Okay, so uh, here's a little weird factoid, right? So gold cost thirty nine dollars per troy ounce in 1968. So four million dollars in gold bars would have weighed about three thousand two hundred kilograms, or seven thousand pounds. So that would require each of the three minis to carry about 1,070 kilograms, 2,300 pounds, in addition to the driver and passenger. Okay. Uh, and the mini itself, uh, 1968 mini, only weighs about 630 kilograms. So each of the vehicles would have had to carry one and a half times its own weight in gold. Are you saying that it's infeasible? Heavily alluding to that. Do you think some of those stunts might be... Heavily. Would you like to remake the film? Now you've done your film course, mm-hmm. is what you're saying you're going to remake the Italian job with realistic stunt driving? Yeah, basically break with the suspensions of some rate. 19... Yeah, break the suspensions of 1968 money. And yeah. the, the first thing you do is you, you get your sort of schedule together, and then you do a budget. So this budget has basically got like £7,000 worth... Uh, £7,000 as in 3,200 kilograms of gold to pay for <laughs> so I feel like if this doesn't go well at the box office I'm fucked yeah um, there's a whole bunch of other like interesting stuff to do with like, it seems like because um, British car enthusiasts really like the Italian job a lot of the people that go to sort of the car rallies or, or classic car fairs that yeah, go on sure. there's a lot of people who know like the intricate details about uh, the cars that were used on it and what right. what's happened to the parts or which ones have been rebuilt or where the license and registration and all that stuff for those cars are now so license um, and registration did Arnold ever say that I don't think he no. was ever a cop <laughs> okay can <laughs> we just was, move oh, on sorry was that Conor McGregor <laughs> can we just move on we're 15 minutes in and you've done three okay well, because of your, your that's halfway your, through because of your Disney's cars imp- joke <laughs> so Ollie we're almost yeah. halfway and we're halfway through the time we've got so just Let's chill go. just chill <laughs> Okay. Alright, so Batmobile. Which one? Well, this is the thing, I put it in this list <laughs> as just the Batmobile because You can't. A top ten list can't have three Batmobiles in it. Go fucking. <laughs> you could have five hook. Batmobiles in. Yeah, but nobody wants to listen to that. It would be the Batman <laughs> Mobile podcast. And we've already we've already erased that episode. Mobile Bat Mobile. Uh, well, one? okay. Here's here's the question. What's your favourite one? Keaton. I like no, the Keaton. No, one. he's he's the actor. <laughs> I like the Keaton era. Batmobile. I think, I think there were um, variants on each actually, yeah. in Batman and Batman Returns. There were variations. There. Yeah, I do like I do like the Keaton era Batmobile though. There's something about it. It looks a little bit like um, a hearse. Thrust. No, well, it looks a little bit like Thrust Two. Yeah. Land speed record. Uh, car which was built and manufactured in Coventry, the eleventh largest city in England. No one cares. Which is your so, favourite Batman mobile? <laughs> Batman mobile. Uh, I really to like the, the one. In... <laughs> I really like the one in um, 
in Batman Forever because it looks like all the bits are going to fall off it. <laughs> like all, all of the bits like wave in the wind and shudder and stuff. And uh, Robin has a grapple gun that he shoots up from the Batman mobile and he just yeah. pulls himself up a wall. So, I mean, it's it's really trashy, it really bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. The um the ones the True. one that comes in the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Returns is pretty cool. The tumbler. Yeah, the tumbler. Why did you cough there? Is it because I said comes in the Dark Knight? <laughs> uh, no. <clears throat> no. God, you've got a dirty mind. Yeah, the Batman Forever one is 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 quite hideous. Um, yeah, it's got, but it's got like lots of like sort of fins in it. Yeah, and, and like and a blue lights. Cage. Yeah, blue lights that like sort of light up the ribcage. Okay, fine. James Bond's Aston Martins. <laughs> okay, no, James Bond's Aston Martin DB5 though. Okay. More specifically, what say you? It's the classic, the one that they brought back for I think Skyfall and Spectre. No, just Skyfall I think. Um, but it if, has if, it got the video? Any... Conf- has it got video conferencing? Um, I think that's all it's got. Has it not got any? What has it got any uh, booby traps? Well, it's got. Um, it's only got two guns that poke out the front of the grill because the grill's very cool looking and it has has those machine guns that go out the front. I don't I mean, know. How would you? How would you I don't aim know the those? Specifics. I don't know the specifics. Are how would you aim machine? I mean, they'd have to be driving right in front of you. Yeah, and I think that's often how it is. It's just be yeah. in front of him. Yeah. Like, no, stop picking the details. The thing is, on this stuff, now, now for the remaining cars I've got on the list, a lot of it gets very serious. And I think, like, people listening who are thinking that they're going to be enlightened by car facts and details, like, you're in the wrong place. So just get lost and give have us a five-star ca- review on the way out. <laughs> have you got any car facts about the Aston, Aston Martin... DB. You, you don't even know the name of it. My fact about the uh, James Bond cars, it's called the Aston Martin DB5. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's okay, what it's fantastic. called. Have you got any? Uh, no, because I was, I was, I mean, this is a conversation. This is a one-sided conversation. You know. Do you, yeah, I mean, you don't like the James Bond films. Not, I'm not a big fan. It, unless it's licensed to kill. I'm I'm potentially out. Maybe uh, maybe listeners could go back and have a listen to our bondage episode to find out more about what we think about the bonds. Yeah. Um, but if you're not interested, then yeah, fine, stick around. The the Lotus that I uh, did say that. Stick around. Yeah, he didn't say license and registration. <laughs> um, yeah, the Lotus that can go underwater. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a hideous car, but it can go underwater. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. you know. Okay, that wasn't another car for this though. Uh, Christine, Christine. Yeah, fine with that one. That's so. That's a Plymouth Fury, right? Well, although the car in the film is identified as a 1958 Plymouth Fury, uh, yeah. other cars, other Plymouth models are used through the course of the film. So, a Plymouth Belvedere and a Plymouth Savoy, apparently. Now. But, Again, this is kind of where it gets serious. It's like people who are like, um, actually, um, this is. Uh, yeah, once you start getting into nerd territory on cars, I'm kind of uh, out. out. I mean, I kind of like that OCD detail sort of stuff, but there's just so much of it. It's hard hard to follow. Uh, apparently, yeah. the real-life Furies only came in one colour, buckskin yeah. beige. Hmm. Uh, so the red colour that was used was, you know, it was totally fake. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
Uh, well, what do you a, think of the film, thing. Christine? Well, it's probably one of my favourite John Carpenter soundtracks. Mm. So when I went to see him this year playing his live music, the, the Christine soundtrack was probably the standout of the evening. It's just so good. Okay. It's an amazing soundtrack. Um, why and I guess it's, why, it's why very is much... that, Ollie? You've just said it's good three times now. Why is it good? It's just rocking. It's an absolute banger. Uh, okay, next. What have I got? Oh, have you got anything else on Christine, by the way? No. No. Okay, Move have on. you have you given us a five-star review yet? <laughs> Move on. Eleanor, the Shelby GT500 in Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, I think that's probably my favourite. This This one's on my list as well. If you okay. hadn't put this one on there... I'd have been, I'd have been fuming. Here's, uh, it's here's a thing probably though. My favorite car, actually. It's confusing though. So it is confusing. So it's a Shelby GT500, but yes, it's so like in the ori- in the original film, it yeah. was a 1971 Ford Mustang sports roof, but it uh-huh. says redressed as 1973. So like even if it was a 71 car, they're calling it a 73. Yeah. But then in the second film, the remake, the remake in 2000. Yeah, with Nicolas Cage and, and Vinnie Jones. Angelina Jolie yeah. and a whole bunch of other people. It's a Shelby GT500, um, but it's actually, it says here, a 1967 Ford Mustang Ford Fastback. Mustang, yeah. Yeah. But, so, like, are they calling it that? What's it's lots of names. Yeah. What's Just the deal? Pick a name. What is it? But it, it's, a, it's, a st- it's a stunner. Um, I think Stone John Cold Wick, Stunner. I think John Wick drives a very similar one in the film John Wick. Yeah, and it's it's gorgeous. I think that Dupont Pepper Grey is what makes it look so good. It's yeah, got that little shimmer to it, sort of silvery looking. Yeah, 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 pretty cool. Yeah. So did you did you see the two thousand remake? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was alright. I had that on DVD and I saw it quite a lot. It was around the time where I probably only had three DVDs, so I was going from Matrix to that to, I don't know, Mrs. Doubtfire or something. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Back to back. What a trilogy. <laughs> it's a matinee afternoon of uh, movies. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that, besides the fact it's looks great. Um, yeah. It's just I, I get kind of caught up in the confusion of it. Like I, with cars, I like to know quite precisely what like the various models are. So when there's like weird sort of cyclical narrative about which cars they used and which ones they built for the film, which okay. are actually based on other cars from elsewhere and all that sort of stuff, it just gets gets confusing. It gets heavy. It does. Um, I can sense that you want to move to another car, don't you? Four minutes fifty remain. Okay, well, let's move forward then. Again, a naming nightmare. It's the Ford Falcon <laughs> XB GT from Mad Max. It's the V8 Interceptor, or yeah, that—that's one of my favourites. Otherwise known as the Pursuit Special. So that's three different names for one car. Yeah, what do you make of this? What's your thoughts? I actually don't have, other than the fact it's got three names. I have nothing on this one other than I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's it. It looks pretty cool. It was in, so it's in Mad Max 1 and 2, and then does make a reappearance in Fury Road as well for a, for a little bit. It's not the hero vehicle of that film, but it does make a reappearance. It is one of those, like, ultimately iconic vehicles. It's, it's killer. 
killer. It's, 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 up, it's up there with my favourites. I mean, I, I'm a big sucker for the muscle cars, you see. So I'm, I'm well up for this one. Muscle sucker. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I'll put it in the same ballpark as, even though I don't, I'm not a mad fan, mad fan of the film, but with the Dodge Charger from Death Proof. Yeah. Okay. You know, I similar, mean, similar kind of brutal looking, hard car, Hardman car. Hard car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, next, I've got the Ghostbusters Ectomobile. Ah. Okay. Is this on your list? Yeah, it is. But I, I was also, like you, having an absolute nightmare trying to figure out what the hell this car is. A 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor. Did you know that? I, 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 found, I did find that out, but... I mean, it's, on, a lot it's of... on the Wikipedia page for Ghostbusters. Yeah, but, but then when you start delving into it, there's this whole... The Miller Meteor company was owned by another company and then banded with another you know and it's just like what what is it called which company mm. is it and then yeah so it's 1959 cadillac uh but yeah i like this one and yeah, i like the cool. horn i like i like the i like the siren do you know what that's from sound designer Wait. richard beggs created the car's distinctive siren from the snarl of a leopard cut and played backward no that's what it says now that's that's a great fact <laughs> that is a good fact do you love it you you didn't know that I thought you were kind of feigning um, surprise. No, no, I do. I think that is a that's a good fact. Yeah. You didn't know it before I told you. Did Can you, you just repeat that fact for me one more time? Sound designer Richard Beggs created the car's distinctive siren from the snarl of a leopard, cut and played backward. Wow. Wow. Sounded better second time, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I wonder I if like um, I wonder if the the leopard was saying something evil. You know, like you know, like how the, the Rob, leopard Rob was Half, going. Rob, it's ghosts. <laughs> Just do it. Go get the ghosts. <laughs> get out the way. It's ghosts. Yeah, that's that's what the leopard's saying. Yeah, which works really well. It makes them makes uh, New York um, traffic pull over in a second because they know that there's. <laughs> ectoplasm to go and snare Um, okay final one on the list for me there are a couple of others that I kind of skipped by but this is the last of the top 10 it's the DeLorean DMC 12 (sighs) from Back to the Future you have done a best of you have done a a worst to best only organically okay Uh, I think that's my intuition Uh, well these are supposed to be pretty crap cars right I mean, they're they're made out of the no, same. No, not kind the of... list, but the DeLorean. That's what you mean. Yeah, the, they're, the they're, list is yeah, the best the, cars. The DeLorean is is kind of got this brushed steel look, which no other car has ever really had, <laughs> for for a good reason. It looks like it's scratched before you've scratched it. It, it kind of looks like a, a a cooker, like a grill. Don't know where you're cooking, mate. Like in a in a in a restaurant. Okay. That's the kind of material. I mean, and sna- it's a cool and looking car. pizza. Yeah, if you see if you see a DeLorean <laughs> driving down the M6 or any road, it's a real head turner. Yeah, I mean, you'd go straight over to them and ask them if they could do a square pizza. Are yeah, get, I mean, are you getting a call or is that the end of our time? That's the end of our time. Okay. Um, I mean, that, that's to say we've you know we 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 should be thinking about wrapping up. And the uh, so listeners should be thinking about giving us a five-star review for Give this tremendous a, look, sh- sh- list. Stop begging it. Give us a fact about the DeLorean. 
The DeLorean was chosen because its design made the gag about the family of farmers mistaking it for a flying saucer believable. Okay. Pretty good, huh? That's a fun fact. Because it looks like a flying saucer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah? I've got a couple of honourable mentions, Ollie. Not necessarily specific cars, but just things that people should check out for for driving-based movies. I think Ronin is probably my favourite car chase film. Okay. Um, Yeah, fair. And it's got uh, loads of Euro cars that you don't tend to see that often. Um, So it's got Audis, Citroëns, BMWs and Mercedes. And it's all very, like, nuts and bolts and real. Like, it's not... And it's got uh, De Niro popping out the sunroof with a rocket launcher, right? (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) that that part is maybe a little more fantastical. But I think what I like about the film Fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, I like the fact that it just feels kind of um, very normal and European. Um, yeah. Where a lot of the other movies we talked about, the cars are just kind of ridiculous. Or like in yeah. The Fast and the Furious, everything is just like a perfect showroom car. So there's that. There's a French connection, which is often called the best uh, car chase scene. Um, but features a 1971 Pontiac Le Mans. I'm talking of Le Mans, or Le Mans, okay. uh, the actual movie Le Mans, which gets Steve McQueen in it, and is built largely from footage from an actual Le Mans race, um, and then an onboard camera um, on a Ford GT500. Uh, sorry, a GT40, I think. Right. Yes, that's correct. Um, it has very nice-looking classic portion Ferrari cars in it. Uh, and then also Bullet, which is another favorite yeah the last one is just drive if people have not seen drive yet then oh yeah Yeah. what's up with you but that's got a 1973 chevrolet chevelle um which is often accidentally called a malibu but malibu is apparently the trim that was given to the chevrolet chevelle so it's actually not a model it was just a trim style hey you get all the facts here from me (sighs) So yeah, I think one of my favourite car chases is actually uh, in The Rock. I quite like that one. Okay, yeah. So that's that's quite a good one. Just a couple of other ones from me. So yeah, the Subaru from Baby Driver. I like that one because a little bit like um, Ronin, they've chosen a car that is rarely seen. So it's a Subaru. It's rarely seen on screen. So I think I think that's quite good. So they've quite clearly sat around and figured out what hero car to have i know but um, ollie ollie you've actually said this quite a few times right but the the subaru is only in it for a little while it's like the first chase scene and that's about it yeah but it's it, they use it heavily don't they you know it is good <laughs> he really drove it when he did drive it so other ones uh i like the comedic nature of uh, napoleon dynamite so pedro's cousin's lowrider mm-hmm that's sure. good. That's comedy. That's yeah. using a car for great comedic effect. And the camper um, van as well. Um, and the camper van. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah the van. Ca- camper van. <laughs> camper van being used as a test uh, <laughs> item for the for the Tupperware. <laughs> it's my favourite. That's probably one of. Dang it! Drives away. Uh, and yeah, and the bus from Speed. How yeah, could you okay. lose? How could you miss that one? Well, I mean, it's not a car. <laughs> You fucking idiot! It's a vehicle. I mean, it wasn't top is a ten bus vehicles. A car? <laughs> I mean, it's got four wheels. I mean, where do you where do you stop? Uh, I don't know. All over the town. It takes me about yeah. an hour and a half to get round. 
And then you've got, uh, obviously, the truck from Duel. Yeah, that, no, Duel was on my list. It's just I didn't think the individual cars were iconic enough. Oh, mate, we're running so over time now. Okay. What else you just got on very, w- One last final I question you for you. I do that. Fine, okay. It, it's only going to be... You can only give me a one-word answer if you want. So what? So when you watch T2, hmm. what was your, your favourite vehicle in, in T2? What was your... Um, was it the big truck? Was it Arnie's chopper? Was I it? Think, uh, I think it was the. Was pet, it Furlong Scrambler? Was it the pet, uh, weird, pet store weird truck? Pet store truck, yeah. Because the entire house breaks off the back of it with one hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, I think it's that. You can play us out now if you want. I think. I think um, my favourite ve- vehicular element in that is the um, the way helicopter. that the yeah when he dives onto the helicopter the way that the bike just falls to the ground. Also, and when the helicopter goes under the bridge, it's a real stunt. I know, amazing. I know, yeah. Yeah. I I heard Cameron talk about that recently. Maybe we should get into this next week. Yeah, but um, well, that'll give you a little taster of of the kind of uh, conversations we'll be having next week. um, Just one one part is there is a a chapter starting uh, on the DVD of the Terminator where you start a new chapter and then the T one thousand walks up to another police officer and just says, "Say." that's a nice bike and like yeah. that line wasn't iconic but because it was in that chapter start you, like yeah. I accidentally went back to it over and over and over and over again and now it's like one of my favourite lines from the film yeah okay if you would like more of this kind of banter then you can check out all the old episodes um, if you subscribe to the podcast I'm sure you've already done that on this episode um, but if you do that then you'll get all of the episodes um, straight into your device without any hassle at all and uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review that would be lovely as well just make it a five star one if you want to uh, comment or let us know what you think about stuff go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and if you want to do something similar but in fewer characters go to at GOF podcast on twitter and uh, go check out all the sort of videos and pictures and stuff we put on instagram at GOF podcast as well yeah I think that's it that's everything yeah. isn't it yeah I've been a marketing machine today I'm, well a, I'm a machine. I have detailed okay. files. Yeah. Sure. Bye. Okay. Bye. Oh, man, I wasn't recording. <laughs>